sometimes when I put something out like that, you know, I, I don't know, somebody needs to hear this, you know, y'all, somebody needs to hear this, whatever. Sometimes I need to hear that. This one's radio episode 876 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick, no sponsor today. Instead, I'm going to uh, throw myself at your feet and beg for your mercy because your boy, your boy screwed up. Nothing major, nothing major. But uh, long story short, had a little bit of technical uh, tomfoolery around here as this uh, this interview was getting ready to be recorded. And that uh, was all my fault. It was all my own self-inflicted wounds here this is this is a this is the theme that's going to play out here today um but uh i tried to update my skype right before the call which i shouldn't have done because then it wasn't lining up right with the call recorder so we had to switch to zoom to record the interview which uh isn't ideal it screws up my workflow a little bit but we can we can make it work what uh, I didn't check because it's literally never been an issue as far as I know. Although maybe maybe it's something I should have been checking uh, every time I've, I've used Zoom for various other calls along the way. Uh, Zoom wasn't using my microphone to record. It was using like like my good microphone. It was using my computer's microphone. As such, you're going to notice a difference between what you're hearing right now and the quality of my side of the conversation when we get into the interview a little bit more echoey very much still audible the the you know it it doesn't sound terrible it just doesn't it's not what it should be so uh thanks for uh indulging me or or turning a blind eye this time for the uh the idiot the idiot mistake times 2 of update of uh, excuse me idiot mistake times 3 not being able to talk when you host a podcast but the first mistake don't ever update Skype right before you're about to record a podcast interview. And if you do, don't compound that mistake by switching over to Zoom and not double-checking that your microphone is actually the microphone that they're recording with. Ridiculous. That said, it really is a good conversation today. So please bear with bear with what I have to say to, to listen to the actual conversation itself. It'll be worth your while. And uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, dive in. To today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a guy that uh, I've had a lot of fun banter with over the last, I don't know, several months, maybe maybe, maybe it's been a year or so now, I don't even remember, but uh, you know, se- several back and forths on social media, and uh, I'm excited to, to kind of, you know, dive into like a full conversation and uh, kind of see where it goes over the next handful of miles, and and honestly, like I don't really even know that much about, uh, you know, his, his running life or even his life outside of running that much, again, other than you know, several back and forths and little one-liners and quips and things like that. So uh, instead of giving some big run la- rundown of, of things we may talk about, uh, I'm just going to introduce him and uh, we'll go from there. So it's a pleasure today to be able to uh, to go a few miles with Mr. Gary Joe Collins. And uh, Gary, thanks. Gary Joe, I guess, you know, as we talked about before, and I always get screwed up with these these two first names, but uh, and he promised not to bite my head off by calling him just Gary. We'll go with Gary Joe for the most part. Uh, anyway, Gary Joe, uh, thanks for joining us today. 
and uh, welcome to the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to it. Diddy, so much, so much fun. I'm looking forward to uh, to going some miles with you, and uh, thanks for having me uh, today. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And, and guys, if you uh, enjoyed today's conversation, which I, I think you're going to, I hope you're going to, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, we'll, we'll circle back in, in 45 or 50 minutes and, and you can uh, decide if you enjoyed it or not. But uh, if you want to connect with, with Gary Joe and, and kind of follow along with him and some of his, you know, quippiness and uh, the punniness and some, some good observations as well, uh, on Instagram, the handle is at that dude, GJC. So that dude, just like it's spelled. And then, you know, the initials, Gary Joe Collins, GJC uh, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, it's T. G J C one nine seven nine. That doesn't flow off the tongue quite as uh, as smoothly. So we'll repeat it again. Uh, Twitter at T G T G. I can't even say it when I'm looking at it. T G J C one nine seven nine. If you're as confused as I am, disruns.com slash eight seven six is a link to take you back to the show notes for today. We'll have photos, links, the whole nine yards. Obviously, we'll have the links to uh, Gary Joe's social media accounts, uh, so you can you can connect with him there. Uh, say hello, and we'll have some links to some other things that we'll get into as we get going today as well. So. Uh, Gary Joe, the, the way we always start off the show, you know this. You don't need me to, to lead you into it too much. You've listened to the show a few times. Uh, so we'll just, we'll just dive into it then, I guess. So what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, I've got two. And uh, in listening to some past guests, I know we're allowed to have two. So uh, <laughs> that, that's where I'm going as well. Uh, number one would probably be the 8K, 4.98 miles. Um, reason being is the, the race that I've run the most is uh, an 8K race in Kingsport, Tennessee. And it's dubbed the world's fastest 8K because I think it's like 10 or 11 of the fastest 25 times ever set in the 8K have been on that course. So that's probably my favorite is the, the 8K. And then also love running a 10K uh, for, for whatever reason. It's just far enough past an 8K, you know, that I'm making a, a commitment but, you know, I'm not going super, super long. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the 8K and the 10K, absolutely. Those are, you know, the 10K gets thrown around once in a while. I don't know that I've – I'm sure the 8K has probably been mentioned once or twice. Um, I don't know that I've ever run an 8K, but I can get behind it, a, a, you know, a 4.98, want to call it a five-mile race. Um, I can get behind that type of distance. Um, again, you know, just like I say when, when somebody talks about the 10K, like that's a good – Solid enough, push enough distance, like like it's a, it's an honest effort, uh, but it's not quite that uh, that red line like the five k happens to be, which everybody knows where I stand on on the five k. If, if it's your cup of tea, enjoy your cup of tea. Uh, I'll stick to my cup of coffee as opposed to the tea itself. But um, but yeah, those are, those are two good fun distances. And talk about you know a small race that nobody's ever heard of yet. You know whatever, like you said, ten or twelve of the the fastest twenty five times ever at at, at that eight k distance have been run at that race. Any idea what brings out like that is it because it's an awkward distance like what like what brings out you know i mean the the half of the fastest people at that distance uh, that have ever been been run at that race you know i i don't and that that's a good that's a good question that i've not really found the answer to myself is that you know uh, kingsport it's still relatively you know in the mountains so there you know the the course profile uh does have some pretty good incline and and decline to it but i don't know there are you know, several uh, elite guys and uh, gals, for that matter, uh, that come and run it. I always laugh because, you know, when I'm I'm going, I get it, you know, mile two at like 20, you know, 22, 23 minutes. And here these elites are, they're coming across Wrapped the finish up. line at 23 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it just, it blows my mind that a human being can go that fast. But, you know, I, I may never get there, but, 
you know, I, I have to run the same way they do, and that's one foot at a time. So, well, that's that's the God's honest truth, and that's something that, that uh, you know, all of us, you know, like that. Uh, one of the beauties of the sport as well is we can share the course with these with these elite folks. We may not share it for very long, but we can share the course and run the same course, and um, you know, and, and it's, it is the same the same game, if you will. Uh, the whole way through from the start line to the finish line. So how'd you get started in, uh, in running Gary Joe? Is it something that's been a, a lifelong, li- lifelong thing, something that's, that's a bit more recent? Like where, where did uh, the running bug first bite you? I would say it has been a bit more recent. Um, when I was 30, 31, so it's been nine years ago. So, if, you know, if, if the, the uh, family can do math there, I, I just <laughs> turned 40 last year. Uh, but when I was 31, I had, uh, I underwent bariatric surgery for, for weight loss. And the reason being is in November, October, November of 2010. So right as I was getting into my thirties, I weighed probably 350 pounds and I couldn't even walk up 12 stairs at my house without getting out of breath. And that's when I got the ball rolling uh, to have the surgery done. And then I started shortly after that walking, you know, two miles, three miles, five miles at a time. And I said, you know, if I can walk these distances, I'm going to try to run. And that's when I started and, you know, fell in love with it at that time. And it's been kind of you know, back and forth. I've not stayed on the horse the whole, the whole way, you know, kind of fell off, you know, here and there, which I think we can all look back at times in our lives and realize we, we've fallen off, but that's where it kind of got started. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I, I really have enjoyed it. It's something that, you know, I, I'm not, I always say I'm not particularly good at, but at the same time, I'm able to put one foot in front of the other. So, you know, I, I really do enjoy it. Good, good. Um, I, I, I am curious because I know, obviously I know my, my story. And I know, you know, folks I've talked to before sometimes where, you know, kind of that, that, uh, that nudge was a pretty, like, like, you know, the, the first couple times you go for a run, like, like, wow, this is actually pretty, pretty cool. The first, you know, for me, the first couple times I went for a, a run first, several dozen, several hundred times, maybe it was like, eh, like, you know, part, part of trying to be healthy, trying to, to, uh, look good for the ladies or whatever the case might be, but not something I really enjoyed until eventually, you know, obviously it's become, become that for me now. Um, but you said, you know, at least what I heard first couple of runs, like, like, you know, you're walking some like, Hey, well, let me try running it. Uh, and it kind of sounds like it went pretty, pretty smooth sailing. Is that, is that accurate? Or was, uh, was there a little bit more uh, uh, of a struggle there than you kind of let on the first time? It was, uh, it, it was just, you know, the, the difference between, walking and running and you know that that sounds elementary but at the same time you know having to put more force uh behind the steps and and you know that piece it was kind of hard to get used to and also too one reason I didn't run uh, younger you know people say well why did you wait till you're you know you were in your 30s to start running I'd heard my entire life up to that point that I was too big to run you know I've got flat feet and that flat-footed people shouldn't run and that all this, that, and the other. And after I had the, you know, the, the lap band surgery done, I said, you know what, screw it. I'm just, I'm going to run and, you know, whatever comes up, that's what comes up. We'll deal with it if anything bad happens. And, you know, I've, I've had injuries. I, one morning I was out running and uh, stepped on the side of the sidewalk and rolled my ankle completely over and ended up having to walk probably a mile, mile and a quarter on a bum ankle. So, you know, 
we, we deal with it as, as those injuries come up. Right. Right. Just like, just like everybody does. What was, what was life like before, you know, uh, obviously before running, but even before, uh, kind of getting the, the surgery done and, and really kind of going on this, this weight loss journey with, you know, as far as, is younger Gary Joe, like were you, were you active playing, playing football, playing other sports or, or what was, you know, what was kind of life like coming up before, um, kind of, you know, before, before the surgery happened and everything, you know, kind of got to where we are today. I played a lot of basketball. Not, I never did anything organized. So I always, I played a lot of pickup basketball, whether it was in the backyard or in college, uh, Moorhead State, class of 03, there's a plug. Um, Well, I played usually, you know, two hours, sometimes three hours a night. And, you know, again, I wasn't anywhere near a professional, but it was something I enjoyed doing in some way I could stay active. But after I got out of school, you know, just, you know, like everybody else does, kind of got sedentary. And that's when, you know, that's when the weight started piling on. So, uh, but yeah, never, never played organized football or, you know, just always pick up any, any organized sports I never really got into, but, uh, you know, I would play pickup and, uh, go bike riding, uh, of the summer and, you know, stuff like that. So I wasn't super active growing up, but at the same time, I wasn't, you know, a super athlete by any stretch of the imagination. No, but I, again, I think that's something that a lot of us can can probably relate to. And, and shoot, if you're if you're playing, you know, a couple hours of, of pickup basketball most days of the week, like that's there's a, there's a bit of athleticism that's required with that. Even no, no matter what you know parameters you want, to, like oh, if it was only half court or whatever, like there's still like that's that's a lot of time of of jumping around and cutting and moving and and uh, you know being being active. And then like you said, you get out of college and you kind of get you know get into a job, get into you know quote unquote the real world, and uh, you stop doing all that. And uh, it can it can catch up to you in a hurry if you're not careful. Absolutely, and it, it did for me for sure. I think when I graduated uh, college, I probably weighed 240 pounds, and it didn't take but about a year and a half to put that extra 100 pounds on. So it it, it hit quick. So when um, and if this is digging too deep, let me know. We'll just gloss right on right on over it. But um, you know, as, as you're getting into your your 30s. And kind of thinking about, I'm, I'm assuming that, that, you know, getting the, the, the band surgery was not something that, uh, you know, was a spur of the moment thing. Like there's, there's a lot of thought that goes into that and weighing the pros and the cons and whatnot. Was, was there anything, um, any, any issues, anything that, that cropped up that really spurred like, Hey, like I, I obviously I need to do something here to, to get healthier, um, try to try to lose some weight. Um, and, and, and like, what was, what was the, the, Again, if we don't want to go into this, let me know. But if, what was the catalyst to, to kind of make some of those changes in your, in your health uh, 10 years ago? No, absolutely. That, that's, a, uh, that's a wonderful question. And, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, when, whenever I started the process, my daughter was three. So mm. that was the A number one goal to, to get, you know, get healthy and, you know, get back into some sort of shape because, you know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't live with the fact with myself that, like, Hey, I'm this big, you know, I'm going to start having problems with, you know, heart problems, diabetes, you know, everything that comes along with it. And that's something that runs in my, in my family too, is heart issues, diabetes, you know, stuff like that. And I was that big. So I was a prime candidate to have something like that happen. Mm -hmm. So that was my main motivation is, you know, I'm not going to let somebody else raise her. You know, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to do it myself to the best of my ability. And, you know, thank God that 
I was able to get it done. And, you know, I've, I've had yo-yo times where I've, you know, gone back up, but at the same time, I've been able to get it right back down. Uh, but that was really the main number one motivation is that I had to get healthy to, you know, to be around for her and to be around for, for my wife as well. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how sometimes that, uh, uh, and I think it's something again that, that all of us can relate to on one, one level or another where, um, you know, having a kid, having a relationship, having, you know, having something, something for lack of a better way of saying, it, although I think it might be accurate, bigger than ourselves, right. That, that all of a sudden it's like, like, Oh man, like I want to be able to, to play with my son, play with my daughter. I want to be able to, to be there for their wedding. I want to be able to be there for, you know, seeing grandkids and, and playing with grandkids. And, um, you know, you start to, to project, all right, well, here's where I am at 30 at 35, whatever the case might be in each individual circumstance. And like, where am I going to be, uh, at 50 at 60? Um, am I going to be there at 50 at 60? And, and all of a sudden that'll, that'll spur you to, to make some changes. What, what was, what, I'm assuming that there has to be probably several, but, but, uh, curious, you know, what, what are one or two or three things that, uh, were the, the biggest struggle for you, um, even though you've got the motivation, even though this is something that you want to do, you, you, you know, for, for very good reasons. Um, but, but were there things, habits, uh, old habits that die hard that you really struggled with and maybe even still struggle with now, you know, 10 years, 10 years later? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the, one of the things that I faced early on, uh, is, you know, I, I still had to switch. I had to change my diet, you know, kind of the way that I viewed food because, you know, food in itself is very therapeutic, you know, whenever you're going through stuff. And that was how I was using it. I wasn't using it for fuel, but for, you know, just to run to whenever something didn't go exactly how it thought it was going to go. So that was a struggle early on. And it still is, you know, 10 years later um uh over you know overdoing it as far as that goes uh you know another thing is that just knowing that i have taken steps to you know improve my not only my physical body but mentally and you know emotionally as well and i think that's another thing that goes along with it is that you know we have to make those changes mindset wise you know, that we've had, you know, something done that's going to end up helping us. And, you know, there there are days that I'm not going to lie. There are days that I resent it because I can't eat, you know, six plates of food at the Chinese restaurant, but who does need to eat six plates of food? It's, you know, there's only so much general so's chicken one person should have. And, you know, that was always one of my go-to things was, you know, uh, buffets and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I just, I can't do it anymore, which at the same time, I don't really want to. So, you know, it's a mindset thing too, whenever we sit out on something like this, I think. Yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. And again, I think that's, that's one of those things that uh, is, is a truism across all, you know, at least across many different areas of life, just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should. Um, and, and, and it, it requires sometimes when, when you do make some changes, big, you know, overhauls, um, again, wh- whether it's, it's stopping smoking, quitting drinking, losing a bunch of weight, ma- making, making different, different changes, whatever it might be. Um, you know, yeah, you, you, you kind of can, can be like, Oh man, I, I used to be able to do X and now I can't, but like at the same time, well, I didn't need to. So maybe I'm not, not really missing anything and I can still have, you know, a plate or two and enjoy myself and enjoy the, the, the general sows, uh, but not go to the extreme. And that's, and that's a, a 
probably a better place to be when all is said and done. It is. It is. And, you know, not carrying around all the extra extra baggage, um, you know, it, it does. It helps for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you're getting into, into running, um, you know, going back uh, a, a, a handful of years now or a little more than a handful of years now, um, you know, you kind of get into it. You're starting to, to enjoy it a bit. Um, you know, when, when, uh, when did you kind of, for lack of a better way of asking the question, when did you kind of get to the point where you're like identified as a runner, you know, cause I, I, and I feel like it's one of those things that for some people, it's like, as soon as they run their first, you know, first time around the block, it's like, yep, I'm a runner now. And so and I've, I've talked to folks on the, the podcast that were, you know, half a dozen marathons deep and they were still like, yeah, I'm still not really sure I'm, I'm a runner at this point, uh, which, which always boggles my mind at, at that, at that, uh, that kind of way of thinking. But, um, you know, when, I'm assuming you did, but if not, maybe we can, we can have that discussion too. But uh, when did, when did you kind of accept that running is, is more than just something that you were kind of dab, you know, dipping your toes in, but actually something that, that you, you know, that, that was part of you now? Yeah, that's a, that's another really good one is, uh, you know, I've, we, we've gone back and forth um, and I, you know, gone back and forth in a bad way, but, you know, talked about before, you know, what do you have to do to be considered a runner? And I think, you know, my eyes have really been open that, you know, hey, I don't have to run every single day, you know, six, eight, 12 miles to be considered a runner. And, you know, I really considered myself a runner kind of after that first, after that first race that, you know, I put the training in, I put the time in and I was like, okay, I'm a runner now. You know, I never thought I would get to that point, but you know, here, here I am, but yeah, I, I still, there are days I go back and forth. I'm like, well, you know, I just, I just ran this distance. So I'm not really feeling a runner today, but then, you know, there's days where I'm just beaming with it. So, you know, I think it's, it's something that we all struggle with is that what's that, and there's no real set definition to it, which is, is a really good thing, you know, in, in its own regard that, you know, you don't have to do this, this, and this to be considered a runner. You know, as long as you put forth the effort, I think, to, to do it, then you are a runner. And it does, there's no set time with it as well because, you know, I may never run a sub-two-hour marathon. You know, I probably can't even drive 26 miles in two hours, but (laughs) I can, you know, just for for, uh, uh, sake of it. But, you know, I may never run that kind of speed, but if I do a five-hour marathon, I still covered 26 miles and 285 yards. Mm -hmm. So I think as long as we're getting out, putting one foot in front of the other, we're runners. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And I think, I think that, um, and, and maybe this is, is, you know, imposter syndrome, maybe it's, it's, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's just like, like, and maybe it's one of the downfalls of social media, which we've talked about that a, a few times in, in the past as well. Um, but where, where you look at what other people are doing and you're like, well, I, I, you know, this person's a runner because X, you know, whatever metric it is, distance, time, speed, whatever. And it's like, well, I can't do that. So I can't be a runner. Um, but when you, when you remove the, 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 the ego from the equation sometimes, or you look at it, you know, I, I think that it, we would all look at somebody else doing very similar to what we're doing in terms of pace or distance or mileage or, or whatever, and be like, Oh, well that, that person's clearly a runner, but then somehow it's, it, it can be a struggle to see what we're doing in the same light, even though, you know, if you just looked at the numbers, like, yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much the same thing. So um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here other than sometimes we, I think we get in our own way about the labels and just like, like you said, just, just get out there and do it and not worry about, 
how it, maybe how it measures up to everybody else or what the, the times are or things like that and just and just enjoy it for what it is. You you are exactly right because the mile that you know somebody who is getting close to the elite level runs in five minutes and thirty seconds is the same mile that I run in eleven, you know, say eleven ten, but it's also the same mile that somebody runs in fifteen forty five. You know, it's 5,280 feet. And ever how long it takes to run that 5,280 feet, it's still a mile. You still ran a mile. And I think some people, and you've, you know, you've probably seen it more than I have in the running community, get so hung up, oh, you have to hit this time in order to be considered a run. No, you don't. You know, I get just as happy to see somebody post a time that they ran a, uh, ran a 5K in 42 minutes and 50 seconds. I get just as happy for that person as the person that ran the 5K in, say, 17 minutes. Right. You know, right. it's like you ran 3.1 miles. It doesn't matter how long it took you to run it. You ran 3.1 miles. You know, I, and I know you're, you're not the biggest fan of the 5K, but at the same time, that's three miles. You know, 15,000 feet. And you know, I'm not going to do the math, you know, all the way <laughs> Close out. Enough, right? <laughs> Close enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, and people can in the in the community. I, I love the running community for you know the support and you know the, the encouragement and the inspiration that it get you know, that it gives to each other. But at the same time, I've run into people that are just you know, let's face it, they're complete doo doo heads, mm-hmm. you know, because oh, I I run a six minute mile consistently. Well, you know, good for you. Right. Maybe eat a cookie and you can get up to seven miles. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I, I try to get to, to encourage people, you know, whether it's running or, or whatever they're trying to do to improve their sales. You know, somebody may be taking a, a hard class and, you know, toward a degree. And, you know, if I catch wind of that, I'm going to try to go, you know, go aside that person and be like, hey, you know, you can do it. You know, you, you know, you can do this, so you can do hard things. And I think, you know, that bleeds over into running. And that's something that I think we could all use some more of is that, you know, just to be able to go beside somebody that, you know, you don't even know that they're struggling because not everybody puts stuff out and that, you know, put, put stuff out on social medias or, you know, even out in the you know, general public, you know, we have no idea what each other's going through. So, you know, we can show a little bit of kindness to, you know, the people we come in contact with each and every day. And that's going to make, a, you know, all of our run through life a little bit better. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And, and something that I've certainly noticed and uh, appreciated about uh, being connected with you on, on social media. And specifically, this one makes me think of, of the connection I, I, I have with you or the, the posts I've seen of yours, I guess, uh, on Twitter is, as a lot of times, you know, you, you've, put out posts where it's like, you know, Hey, um, you know, kind of like, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, like kind of some of those posts of like, I don't know who needs this, but, and then, you know, like, like saying something positive, saying something, uh, encouraging is, is that something, you know, kind of that, that habit and, and, and that kind of outreach to, to folks that, that, you know, like you just said, we don't know who's struggling and, and who needs, who needs a little, a little pep talk or a little pat on the back. Is that something that's, that's always been, something that's, that's been something that you've done for other, other folks or kind of where did, where did you kind of start to, to go down that, that path of, of kind of helping and encouraging others, uh, even if you don't necessarily know exactly who you're helping and encouraging? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good thing is that 
you know, it's something that I started really focusing on, I'd say within the last three or four years is that sometimes when I put something out like that, you know, I don't know, somebody needs to hear this, you know, y'all, somebody needs to hear this, whatever. Sometimes I need to hear that. Mm. And if I put it out there and it hits somebody else, then that's awesome. Because, you know, just I'm going through a hard time when I post that, now, you know, not every time that I post something, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm struggling or something like that. But if I can say something or do something or, you know, even tweet something out or post an Instagram picture and somebody else looks at it and see, says like, you know, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I'm never, I'm not going to be this super mega elite athlete at, at any point, but at the same time, I'm just a regular person. You know, somebody can look at me and say, well, look where he's come from. I can do that. If he can do it, I can do it. And, it, you know, sometimes we look at if, if he can do it, I can do it in a derogatory manner. I think that's the biggest compliment we can give somebody. Right. You know, one of the biggest is that, hey, you know, you did something hard, so I can do something hard, too. And, you know, I, I always, you know, people have told me that, you know, I've, I've always been upbeat and, you know, kind of smiling and, and carrying on stuff like that but you know if we're being honest we're just going to open the curtain here there are times where i struggle terribly with depression anxiety and you know, stuff like that mm-hmm. and if i you know am able to help one person you know it just you know and, and even if it's for one second that they can see something i say or hear something i say if i can take their mind off what they're going through for one second then that's a win If I can take my mind off of what I'm going through for one second, then that's a win. Mm -hmm. I always keep a little strip of paper taped to my computer monitor. It's got two words on it. It just says win today. Mm -hmm. If I win today, then tomorrow I'm setting myself up for success that I can win tomorrow and I can win the next day. And I don't necessarily look at times that I come up short as losses. Those are learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do different next time to get where I need to be? But each and every day that I'm able to help somebody, that I'm able to, you know, help somebody take their mind off of what they're going through, again, for even one second, that's a win. So I've got to win each and every single day. Yeah, and that's and that's something that, uh, again, translates to a bunch of different things. And, and uh, certainly with, with mental health, winning each day, that's that's important. Um, and you can, you can, you know, make a, a maybe not a, a, the same level of, of parallel, but you can certainly make it to running as well, where, you know, you do something today that, that helps you get better for tomorrow. And it may seem like it's a small thing today, but it, it moves the needle in the right direction, as opposed to sometimes it's real easy to get caught up in the, the big long-term, like I want to do X or, you know, I need to, to, to do this or whatever that, the, you know, moving the mountain, you do it one, one rock at a time. And, and, you know, you, you win in life, whatever avenue you want to talk about by winning one day at a time. So that's, that's a, um, one of those things that, that again, like, I think it's easy to, to gloss over the like, Oh, well, win today, lose today. Like you said, not even lose, but you learn something today that makes it more likely that you're going to win tomorrow. Um, but, but those, those little wins, those little one seconds of taking your mind off it, those little, that little that one mile that you did today that doesn't like oh, one mile, like that moves, that, that, moves the ball forward a little bit that, that takes you one step closer to those, those bigger goals that helps you win today. Uh, and you, you put a, a bunch of those days together and you got something, 
and and that's that's easy to to overlook, but uh, impossible to to overstate. I think when it when you really break it down, you you are exactly right. Now, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people, you know, have run journals where they'll write down, you know, how long they ran, whether it was the time or the distance, you know, and on what day they run. And even though I don't do that, I still I use the Nike Plus Run app, um, and I'm able to scroll back through there you know, across the 1,250 runs that I've logged on that app and see, okay, I ran five miles here in X amount of time. I can run five miles now in a faster amount of time. Mm -hmm. But that five miles then and the five miles now, it's the same distance. But at the same time, if I'm improving, even though, I, you know, I, I may be improving, but at the same time, the fact that I'm doing it, that's the success that, you know, we have to continually push ourselves to go. And, you know, there's days where, you know, I, you know, I've sent you messages before. It's like, man, you know, this run I went on today just absolutely sucked. You know, mm -hmm. I could not get, could not get going, whatever. But then I have to stop for a second and think, you know, 10 years ago, I couldn't run 500 yards. Right. Now I can do five miles. So it's, you know, there's sometimes I think, you know, as runners, we can lose our perspective sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, I hesitate to say we because, you know, I, I don't have a mouse in my pocket, but I lose my perspective sometimes. It's like, man, that five miles sucked. Well, 10 years ago, you couldn't run five miles. You couldn't run two miles. So, you know, and, and that I think perspective is, is where, you know, I, I struggle sometimes with it. Yeah. And, and. You know, you make a great point, and again, one that, that I I know that I don't talk about as much as maybe I could, maybe I should. Um, and again, I think it's something that, that a lot of, of runners, you know, we're, 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 a lot of us are goal-driven, right? We're, we're looking towards the next thing, whether it's the next distance, the next time goal, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the world of, of COVID-19, like whenever the next race is, like, like whenever we can get uh, a couple thousand of us together and run together safely, like we're looking forward to that. Um, and, and not that we, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe that we should live our lives always looking in the, in the rear view mirror, not stop, like always looking behind us, but every once in a while to take that, that bit of, of perspective to, to take, to take 10 minutes to scroll back through Strava or Nike plus or whatever, you know, your running journal, whatever, wherever you, you keep track of things and look at, you know, where were you three years ago, five years ago, eight years ago. Um, and, and, and remind ourselves that, yeah, you know, just, just like you said, you know, my, my rough five miles today was, was 4.75 miles more than I could have run on my best day, uh, you know, however, however long ago. Um, and just kind of reminds us that, that, you know, yeah, like, like we're, it's okay to have a bad day, but that perspective that like, you know, a rough five miles for a lot of, you know, is, is still, it's still a pretty, you know, pretty uh, good accomplishment uh, in, in the, in the broader picture and, and across the, the general, you know, population of, of the country and of the world, like that's still a, a pretty good achievement, even if it's not our, our best achievement for, uh, you know, the, the current time, if that makes sense in some way. It, it does. It does. And sometimes I forget and I have to remind myself that, you know, running is a gift mm -hmm. and it's a gift that I have been given to not only better myself, but to potentially help again, just one person. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my cause. or That's my, you know, my mindset is that, you know, I've got a cause that's bigger than myself. And there are things that are bigger than just Gary Joe Collins. 
And, you know, I spent a lot of time and I sometimes spend a lot of time wrapped up in my own head that, oh, you know, a woe is me, woe is me, you know, Eeyore, the, the black cloud over the head and everything. I have got it so flipping easy. You know, there are people in, let's just say Kenya right now, that are out running barefoot. They're running six, eight, 10, 12 miles barefoot. When I run later today, I'm going to have a pair of, you know, either Asics or Hoka running shoes on my feet. You know, cushion feet, they're running barefoot. I've got cushioning on my feet. You know, it, it, what I've got is a gift, and I'm thankful to be able to use it. You know, there's, and there's days where I don't want to use it, but at the same time, I know it's there, and I, I'm so thankful for it each and every time that I'm able to do it. Yeah. And, and again, perspective, right? Like, like sometimes we feel like we need to go, like, I have to go get my run and I have to get my miles in today. Oh, I don't really want to, but I have to, but no, it's, it really is a gift. And we really are uh, fortunate being able to, to get out there and whether it's push ourselves, whether it's just running easy, whether it's suffer through the heat or, or shiver through the cold. Um, it's, it's, it is a gift. And, and you, you, one thing you said there, and I, I want to maybe, maybe dive into this a little bit more as we're getting kind of close to starting to think about wrapping things up. And I don't know, we'll, we'll see if it lands or not. Um, but having a cause bigger, bigger than yourself, what, uh, um, I feel like maybe we've, we've touched on this from a couple different angles, but I'm curious if we can flesh that out a little bit. What is, what is this cause that's, that's bigger than yourself to keep running? You know, I'm so glad you, you asked that is, you know, we, we've touched a little bit upon the, the mental health aspect of not only running, but of life as, as a whole. And that, you know, I do struggle with it myself. And, you know, somebody might, somebody might look at my, you know, profile online and think, man, this guy has got it together. You know, he, he, he runs, he, you know, he exercises, he does this. He does. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what somebody else is going through. I always say, you know, it's always said that we don't know the battle that somebody else is fighting. So, and that's the thing that I want to try to bring out, you know, and if it's my own experience that I have to share that helps somebody else, then so be it. You know, like I told you earlier, I'm an open book. And if that book has something on a page that's going to help somebody else, then it's going to stay open as long as I can keep it there. The other thing, too, is that I think something that is not really had a light shined upon it that should have is how our veterans coming back from, you know, from war and even from just service, Mm -hmm. their mental health. You know, there are, there are conflicting numbers out there, but on average, 22 of our veterans each day die as a result of suicide. And just saying that, sorry, just saying that, it breaks my heart because those men and those women put their name on a piece of paper and said that I'm going to defend that country, whether it's with my entire life and the fact that they don't get the, the care and, you know, in that regard, my father-in-law has, you know, he's been gone almost six years now and he served two years during the Vietnam war. That was something that he and I never talked about. He told me one story in the, all the years that I knew him and that that generation of, of veterans, you know, they took those stories that they had to go through to the grave. And there's a lot of our, our, you know, 
guys and girls that are serving right now that are going to take that stuff to the grave, whether it's they put themselves there through, you know, a suicide or they die, you know, natural causes. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I know how my mental health is and I've lived a pretty normal life, you know, a couple car accidents here and there, mm-hmm. you know, losing a job, whatever. That's easy compared to having, you know, an IED blow up beside your vehicle right. and two guys that you, you know, came through training with are gone. You know, and I, I just, I look at some of these stories uh, that, you know, the, the service people do share. And it's like, you know, you can put aside all the stuff that you've gone through and run and be a, you know, contributing member of society. Then what's my excuse? So that, that's my cause bigger than myself is number one, you know, mental health awareness for everybody, you know, is that. Hey, I don't know what battle even you're going through today. I don't know what battle I'm going to face today. So if I can show somebody just a minute of kindness or just, you know, something that may make them smile for for a second, then again, getting back, that's a win. But at the same time, if what I do or what I say can bring awareness to, you know, the mental health of our, of our veterans, then again, another win. And I, I think that's, you know, we all, whether we're runners, cyclists, you know, weightlifters, whatever the case is, I think we all need a cause bigger than ourselves. And that's what, that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and having, you know, again, I mean, it almost takes it full circle as well, but like even, even the beginning of your kind of weight loss and, and, and kind of changing your health journey of having, you know, the cause bigger than yourself being, your, your daughter and your wife. And then, and, you know, and as it then evolves and, and mental health and, and your mental health and, and obviously that of, of our servicemen and women as well. Um, I, 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 I agree is, is, uh, for me, I'll try to keep the short version, which isn't uh, exactly my, my forte on these things, but I, I agree that, that having a cause bigger than yourself, whatever it is, if it speaks to you, if it motivates you, if it keeps you moving, um, that's, that's huge and, and vital for, again, whatever area of life we want to talk about. So as we're, as we're getting a little bit closer, one other thing I want to, I want to touch on at least, at least briefly, um, is, uh, and something that I didn't know until, uh, getting ready for this is that, uh, you're a fellow author. You, you wrote a book as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, the book you wrote, I believe, I believe last year or so, uh, through, through your glass. What is, what is the, the book all about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I put uh, put some words down on a piece of paper and uh, and sent it to uh, Jeff Bezos's company, and they put <laughs> it in print for me. So I I enjoyed that. Now the the through your glass project, it really took me uh, about three years from from start to finish. I kind of got this idea in my head that you know, hey, I can I could write a book, and you know, I thought first that's the craziest thing I've ever done, other than starting you know starting to run and stuff like that, but. As I went through, you know, the the writing and the editing process, I found it kind of uh, relaxing, you know, therapeutic in a way that, you know, if I'm going through something, you know, I can I can do some research and, you know, put it down on a piece of paper. Again, if it helps somebody else, then it's going to help me. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing that and, and putting that out there and, you know, never with the intention of anything but helping somebody else and I, I hope that if somebody is able to pick the book up that uh, they could read it and get something out of it and you know 
they're it's able to make them better because it's you know becoming the best version of ourselves that we can you know when we look at a glass you know when we look at a mirror do we like what we see and there are some days when i look in my own glass and it's like Ugh, you need to shave and you need a haircut son <laughs> but you know it, it's getting deeper than just that that physical appearance it's you know how do i look mentally today am i ready to to face the things that i need to face today you know that that's part of it is just digging a little bit deeper each and every day and trying to be better because if i'm better then everybody around me is going to be better and it's never about me it's about making the people that are around me better it's about making my daughter better it's about making my wife better helping them to be the people that they can be mm-hmm. and the, the you know the potential that i see in them so you know and, and just bringing that out so that's yeah that's one thing i tried to get out with with through your glasses just you know steps that i found that not only worked for me but in doing you know just a little bit of research uh you know i'll be able to put my own spin on it and it was really something that uh, that I enjoyed doing. So there might be a, a follow-up soon. Okay. So, yeah, stay tuned. Look at you. Look at you. Well, guys, if, you, if you're enjoying the conversation, which, which uh, I, I am not surprised that it – I'm enjoying it at least. I don't know. If you're enjoying it, that's, that's, that's your business. But I've, I've been enjoying it and certainly, uh, you know, checking out the book uh, is, a, is a way to kind of – obviously doesn't continue the conversation, but continue to hear uh, from Gary Joe and kind of some of the things that, that have worked for him. And, and, you know, like any book, right, you pick up a book – and if you get one thing that comes out of it that's positive, that, that makes your life better and ma- it makes you a better person going forward, uh, it's, it's worth uh, picking it up and, and giving it a look. So we'll have a link for that in the show notes today as, as per usual. Uh, Through Your Glass, again, is the title. Uh, Gary Joe, before we, we wrap up, though, I can't let you off the hook without uh, at least one philosophical question. I feel like we've had probably three philosophical questions throughout the, the conversation, uh, just organically anyway. But um, I, I'd just be, be curious, uh, you know, kind of one of the uh, – uh, I don't know, one of the standard-ish philosophical questions that I ask, and I'm, I'm curious to get your take on it. Um, but but what have, have you learned about yourself uh, through this running journey that you've had? You know, kind of looking at the last eight, nine years, um, getting into running, some of the races you've run, you know, the times you've, you, like you said earlier, kind of falling off the, the horse a little bit, getting back on it. Um, what what has running taught you about Gary Joe that uh, hopefully is, is making you a, a better man today than you were uh, when you first put those running shoes on uh, almost a decade ago? Something that, uh, in fact, I was thinking about this very thing last night while I was uh, running is that I can do more than I ever give myself credit for doing. You know, that the fact that I can crank out, you know, 15, 20 miles a week, whereas somebody else might do 30 or 40, you know, my 15 or 20, that's what I can do. Mm-hmm. Can I do more? Absolutely. You know, in, in this journey that I've been on, I've, I've found out that I can do stuff that I didn't think I was capable of. So that, that to me, and, and seeing where, where the, the track goes or where the, the course leads to, I know, terrible pun, but, you know, where can running take me? You know, it'll get me there faster, obviously, but where can it take me? And it's absolutely limitless. You know, I, I got in and I know we're, we're, you know, we're getting close on time, but I got in to the New York City Marathon three years ago. Mm-hmm. I won, you know, a spot through the lottery, but I didn't go because I got hurt 
and I couldn't train properly. I'm going to go back and I'm going to get in that race one of these days. And I'm like you, I'm going to qualify some way, somehow for the Boston Marathon. You know, I'm capable of doing those things. And running has showed me that I'm capable of doing hard things. You know, running's hard. When I'm, I'm flat-footed, you know, I'm still a bigger guy. You know, the, the Clydesdale tag, if you will, you know, that's fine. I'll be the Clydesdale. But, you know, my knees hurt. My feet hurt. But at the same time, having my chest cut open and having open-heart surgery would probably hurt a lot worse. Right. So that's one thing that running has taught me is that I can do hard things and I can do things that I never thought I would be capable of doing. Yeah. And, uh, and the sky's the limit going forward. So keep, keep doing hard things, my friend, keep, keep winning the day. Uh, once again, guys, uh, on Instagram at that dude, GJC on Twitter, TGJC one nine seven nine, uh, disruns.com slash eight seven six link back to the, uh, the show notes today. We'll have everything linked up there as per usual. So, uh, Gary, Joe, thank you. Uh, for for making the time today, I I, I absolutely appreciate it, and, and probably could not probably definitely could keep going for another hour or two. But at some point, we're going to have to wrap it up anyway. So uh, we'll we'll save we'll save the next hour for uh, the next time somewhere down the road. But uh, uh, appreciate you, appreciate all the uh, the motivation and the the little banter and the, the fun back and forth on social media, and uh, looking forward to to one day hopefully sharing some miles in person as well. But until then, my friend, please be well, take care, and uh, thanks again for the time today. Absolutely, Danny. Thank you so much for this. I've, I've really had fun, and I hope you have too. All right, guys. Thanks for taking the time to uh, listen to today's episode of the show for, for putting up with my echoey ridiculousness. Welcome back to me sounding, I don't know that I ever sound good, but sounding normal. Uh, but anyway, hope you enjoyed today's episode uh, as much as I did. Uh, Gary Joe was, uh, was certainly a pleasure to talk to, and uh, I, I think it's probably safe to say that uh, there were multiple very logical takeaways that could be gleaned from today's episode. I, I ran out of room on my sticky note of making notes of all the different uh, possibilities for takeaways, and uh, I'm sure that you probably did as well. So uh, as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. Uh, I'll share, I think, the first one that was on my list. The, you know, when, when you got a whole bunch, you know, sometimes don't overthink it, right? What was the first thing that stood out to me was something that we didn't really get back to. I kind of thought we might. But as, as is often the case, these conversations kind of go the way they go. And sometimes you're able to, or I'm able to circle us back to something that was said 20, 30 minutes ago, sometimes not so much. But it was uh, when Gary was talking about kind of his, his you know, progression through running. I mean, this was in the, the very early, like the first five minutes of the conversation. He talked about, you know, not always being on the horse, sometimes falling off, having to get back on it. And uh, I think that that's something that is really important to highlight. And, and it was, was definitely uh, a takeaway for me. Just, just something to remember that we don't have to be perfect with anything. We, you know, when, when it comes to, to consistency, which I've talked about before, I'll talk about it again. Uh, consistency and perfection are not the same thing. It's okay to, to fall off the horse, to fall off the wagon, if you will. Um, as long as you're, you're willing to get back on and you don't have to get back on the same day, you know, as, as runners, uh, it's, it's okay if, you know, we, we, we are all in on running and we're doing all the things. And for some reason, whatever life throws at us, it makes sense to, to step back from running for a few weeks, a few months, a few years. Running's not going anywhere. And if and when we want to get back into it, get back into it. Get back on that horse. 
And I think that, that sometimes the impression I've gotten from talking to, to various folks over the years is that, you know, if I'm not running consistently, then I'm not a runner. And, and again, kind of tying back into another thing we talked about of what, what defines a runner, you're still a runner. You're still a runner. You may not be running much right now. Maybe you're into other forms of activities, other forms of exercise. Maybe your, your life is just busy and, and something has to give a little bit. But when you're ready to get back on track, when you're ready to get back on, on the horse, welcome back. Welcome back. Once a runner, always a runner, you know, and, and that doesn't mean that we can never take time off. We can never dip our toes into doing something else. We can never pursue other interests. We can, we can, and there's, there's nothing wrong with, with getting derailed intentionally or unintentionally happens to all of us. You know, right now, thankfully, knock on knock on wood, knock on something, I'm in a pretty good place with my running to where, you know, I mean, it's a consistent, regular part of my routine, and, and I, I honestly can't imagine, don't really want to imagine, what my life would be like if running wasn't something that I was doing on a, on a fairly regular, almost daily basis. But I've been there before. I've had periods where I didn't run for, for weeks and months, where I felt burnt out and just decided to take a couple weeks off, take a month off. If you, if you are ever in that position, if you're in that position right now, it's okay to, to, to not run for a while. It's okay to get off the horse voluntarily. And then, you know, whenever it is, two weeks from now, two months from now, two years from now, you got that itch again, well, get back on that horse and come scratch it. Okay? So that's, that's a little bit of a rant and a lot of a takeaway that it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to get off the horse once in a while. Again, whether you get off it or whether you get thrown off it, it's okay. Happened to Gary, happened to me, happened to many of us. Maybe, if I can be so bold, most of us. When you're ready, running will always be there. And you can, you can get, back, get back up on that horse, get back to, to running again. And, uh, you know, speaking for the running community as a whole, we'll be, welcome, we'll be ready and waiting to welcome you back whenever, whenever you're ready to get back on that horse. So uh, that is my takeaway for today. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? At DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also send an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes today. We got links, we got photos, we got all the things as per usual. DizRuns.com slash 876 is the link for today. And uh, once again, maybe there's a little lesson here in the, in the sponsor segment since there's no sponsor today. Uh, sorry again about the audio situation. But, uh, you know, it happens. It happens to all of us. You know, just, just like you can forget your, your running shoes on race day, you can forget to double check that uh, the settings on your computer are correct for recording. And then you just got to, you got to, you know, all right, lesson learned. Next time I'll check and uh, hopefully not make that mistake again. But, uh, you know, it happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. And uh, thanks for, for putting up with it today. Certainly appreciate it. Appreciate you all. If you enjoyed this episode, even with my shoddy recording, uh, and you think there's some, there's some lessons in here, I think there's some lessons in here, some things that uh, might be worth sharing with some, some folks in your network, go ahead and hit that share button, spread the word, and uh, tell others about the show. I certainly, certainly appreciate that. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? Take care, guys.